0: You're going to launch a podcast. What is the first thing that someone panics about? It's what equipment they need to buy. So don't rush out and buy a whole studio or spend hundreds of dollars. Listen to this episode instead. As I chat with podcast success story and expert Samantha Lee Wright. She shares her best tips on what to buy, how to improve the sound of your home studio, and ensure your podcast sounds professional. Welcome to the Leverage Your Podcast show. I'm your host, Lindsay Phillips of smoothbusinesspodcasting.com. My goal is to help you leverage podcasting to skyrocket your visibility authority and business by sharing insider secrets from podcast industry experts who have created a successful business through podcasting. So let's take a listen to our chat. Hey, we have Samantha Lee Wright with us today, and we are going to cover a topic that gets a lot of coverage out there, especially with podcasters and those in the podcasting industry, because everyone gets hung up on what equipment to buy. I'm going to launch a podcast. The first thing they ask me when they're going through launches is, what do I need to buy? Do I need to have a whole big studio? Um, I mean... It's funny how there's so many moving pieces with a podcast, but people get so hung up um, on that. Why do people get so hung up on equipment, Samantha?
1: Yeah, it's a good it's a good question. And um, yeah, first, Lindsay, thank you so much for having me, and thank you for the show that you put on. It's like you just dive in, like you're doing now. You just dive into the good stuff, and I I really appreciate that about you. Um, Yeah, people get caught up because it's it's overwhelming. You know, it's Mm -hmm. overwhelming to start a, a thing that requires these technical steps, right? It's not like you're going to take up running or I don't know if if you were to take up anything new, like there's certain tools involved Mm -hmm. with starting anything new. And it's typically not tools that we're familiar with on a day-to-day basis. We're not taught in school. Oh, here's here's uh, the different type of microphones you have and and whatnot. So um, yeah, it's understandable because it's something that's just unknown. And if we know anything about humans, we tend to fear the unknown.
0: That is true. And then you end up fixating on it, right? Right. <laughs> or you start Googling and then you get a hundred different oh answers my gosh. or you get
1: led down, you know, Oh, here by this $600 microphone. And now you need this, you know, thousand dollars worth of sound padding in your equipment, you know, in your sound studio. And just, you start to feel like, Oh, well, maybe I was wrong. You know, maybe I, I can't know. do this or I can't afford to do this. But I try Absolutely. to tell people my, you know, my personal story is starting my own podcast from scratch on a very, very tight budget. I bought a $40 microphone. Sweet. I borrowed $15 a month from a, of a friend for, to cover podcast hosting. And I was thankful to already have a laptop and working internet. Uh, mm-hmm. and that was, that was it. I was ready to
0: go. Yeah. I love that. And the fact is, like you say, you can create your own podcast studio in your home without breaking the bank or like stressing yourself out. Now, what are some of the myths that's out there of like, oh, you need all of this stuff.
1: Yeah. So that, that is one myth. You need all this stuff. Uh, (laughs) The other myth is that you need a perfect sound studio. You need all the uh, soundproofing, you need the foam pads um, and you need the thousand dollar microphone Mm -hmm. uh, to, to get a good sound quality and that you need uh, like an editor right off the bat which is not, not true. Like if you have a simple podcast, if you're trying to get started, you can do all these things yourself and it doesn't take mm-hmm. that much time to learn it. Um, and, and I, you know, I have people who take my course that are 15, 14 years old. I have people who take my oh, course wow. who are 60 years old and yeah, you know yeah. they're doing this stuff on their own. But at the end of the day, it really all comes around to done is better than perfect. You know, I would yes. rather people get started, maybe do it wrong, but what's going to happen when you do something wrong? You're going to learn. You're going to learn way faster than the person who waits and waits and waits because they're waiting to do it perfectly.
0: I love that. And really, like you said right there, like even if you get like some equipment and then you can improve as you grow, you don't need everything all at once. I love that. Yeah. So, what do we need?
1: Yeah. What are the
0: have to haves and what are the nice to haves? Yeah. The have to
1: haves, in my opinion, is a microphone, although technically most computers or phones have built-in microphones, or maybe, you know, you have those earbuds that plug in that have a microphone attached. Yeah. If push came to shove, that's really all you have. Then technically sure. You can start a podcast with that, but I feel like nowadays listeners are getting more accustomed to good quality sound. And so you really want to try to, have the best quality sound that you can. And nowadays you really can get close to professional sounding Mm -hmm. um, audio with a, you know, $60 microphone. It's not, um, it's not totally astronomical, you know, at the end of the day, you do get what you pay for to an extent. Sure, if you had the thousand dollar microphone, you might sound a little bit more like an NPR star. <laughs> but I think that for most people, like me, still, you know, I've never purchased a microphone that costs more than I think mean, the one I'm using now was $130. And it was, I think $40 extra because I had to get the one that changed lights like this that <laughs> people is are watching fancy. on video. I was I'm like, kind of I don't jealous. need it to sparkle, but for $40, I'm going to have it
0: sparkle. Right. <laughs> I love that. That is awesome. And yeah, I think mine costs maybe $80. Um, and before I used to have the snowball, that little white ball on the little legs. Yeah. And I think that was $40. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, but I wanted, and something we can get into cool. <laughs> yeah, something that's cool. So, especially if you're doing video. So, but if your podcast is yeah. all audio, then, you know, you really don't need that. So microphone is the must have, mm-hmm. and I always recommend people uh, get USB microphones, ones that plug directly into their right. computer, which would be the second must have. You really do need a computer. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I do have a student who takes my course, who he records directly into his phone oh. and, you know. He just makes that work. And so if push came to shove again, if that's really all you have, then you can make that work. There's some hosting services even that provide that service where you can record right into your media host. Um, And speaking of that is kind of the other need must have is a media host, which is essentially just a home for your website. So if if you're familiar with the concept of purchasing website services somewhere like Squarespace Mm -hmm. or uh, WordPress, then think of media hosting as similar to that. That's going to be the home for your podcast. It's where your files will get uploaded to that will then get pushed out into the world to places like Apple podcasts, Spotify, places that people listen to podcasts. So Those are the must haves and other than that, the rest is kind of just nice to haves and we can get into those and we can also get into uh, different tips for buying microphones if you'd like to.
0: Perfect. Yeah. My next question actually, perfect segue was um, because I know there's different types of microphones and and all the techie stuff that are on the boxes or on the Amazon store, I'm just like, I don't even know what those things mean. <laughs> um, can you kind of help share what different types of mics there are?
1: Yeah, well, the most important uh, things to understand is one, a USB mic versus. You know, and honestly, this is how untechy you can be when you do a podcast. I don't even really know what the other ones are called, besides maybe aux microphones that might plug into like a converter or, yeah. you know, a guitar amp or something like that. So you don't need any of that. You just need a USB <laughs> microphone. Boom. That's all you need to know. And then the other thing to look for is there's two different kinds of microphones. There's condenser microphones Mm -hmm. and there's dynamic microphones. So, and that has to do with the little element that's inside your microphone, the way that that little element picks up sound from its environment. So there's kind of two different concepts there. What's important to understand is condenser microphones are a little bit more luscious let's say so musicians really love them Mm -hmm. if you you know record in like a professional uh sound studio it's probably going to be a condenser microphone but condenser microphones are very unforgiving when it comes to the sound quality of your room. So Um. if you are recording from home, let's say, and you don't have a professional level sound padding all over the place, you have, you know, echo a little bit coming from places or you've got some background, maybe your kids are, you know, downstairs playing in the background, that kind of noise is much less likely to get picked up on a dynamic microphone. So for most beginner podcasters, I recommend when you're shopping, stick in that category, stick with the dynamic microphones. And that's something you can plug into a search. Um, And, but be careful because I've, you know, been searching for dynamic microphones, let's say on Amazon, and then a search results will come up and not all of those results are
0: it's actually true. dynamic,
1: you start reading the description and it's like condenser condenser. And it's like, but I didn't search for
0: condenser. I know. So sponsored ads that can be frustrated. They in there.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, you know, when I was first getting started, I bought a $40 microphone. It was called the ATR 2100 Yep, and well, it worked well. beautifully. <laughs> yep. It became very popular. So yes. the price went up. I think now it's about $99. <laughs> I don't think that they've changed anything about it, but but that's uh, that's where you're at. But now I've been hunting for other ones, and I have recently found a $65 dynamic nice. microphone called the Mayona HD 300T. So if, if that's helpful, you um, that if you've got a little heart. bit of a higher budget, you know, if you can spend yeah. more than you know, two two to three hundred dollars on a microphone, then um, Sure Mics S H U R E are kind of the gold standard in the yeah. industry. So if you're looking for that little more. Uh, quality sound. So I've got these listed out in like a little freebie that we can um, put out there for people. Uh, And I've got dynamic and condenser microphones on there. So if some, you know, I want all the, all the lusciousness of a condenser mic, that's fine. You just need to uh, be a little
0: more cautious about your studio itself and, and the way you design that. That makes sense. And so, um, obviously, you're in an office, I'm in an office, which is probably the norm or a part of a room. Um, how do we make it so that the sound in our room is a little bit better? I know before we went on air, you mentioned um, what that amazing picture is behind you and that it uh, has two functions, <laughs> which I thought, Ooh, yeah. isn't that smart? <laughs>
1: Yeah, when I was setting up my studio, so we, uh, when I first started my podcast, we lived in a tiny, tiny 700 square foot home and I recorded in the basement, which was thick two fit, two foot thick stone all around it. Um, it was like an old house built in the early 1900s <clears throat> and um, it had great sound quality. I didn't really need to do much for it, yeah. which was right. Cause it was a small room, uh, short ceilings thick stone all around it. So it was it was real sweet and then we moved to now our kind of dream home that we were able to afford because of podcast which is really great Yay. to say um, and my office is a beautiful space, but it is probably the worst room to be podcasting in because it's got really tall vaulted ceilings. Mm. It's got uh, huge glass windows all around it. Um, and so I had to make a lot of, I had to implement a lot. So the first thing I did was put a big thick rug on the wood floor. Ooh, yeah. And then I put thick velvety curtains over all the windows and I bought enough curtains so that I could open up the curtains and have that kind of scallop pattern going on in the curtain so it's not just flat. Oh, the more um the more divots of luscious material you can put in your podcast studio, the the better, the better your sound quality is going to be. So, if you have, you know, a bookcase, put it right put it as close to your desk as is comfortable. If you have a comfy couch, throw it in your studio. Rugs, you know, in a pinch, throw up towels or blankets or whatever you can do to Dampen the hard surfaces that are in your recording space, and that will lower the amount of uh, of echo. So, and the most important place to do this is right behind where you're recording. You might think it's in front of you. Yeah, you would, but it's actually right behind you. So that's why I've installed this. um, I bought a tapestry for online, and then um, just stretched over a little wood frame. And then I put behind it, I've got some thick kind of soundproofing material right behind that, like behind the canvas. So it's a nice little sound damper that's right behind me instead of that flat, hard surface wall.
0: That's a great, great tip. And yeah, I would never have thought to like what was behind me, only what's in front of me. And I do worry about my, some of my blank walls. So maybe I'll have to get more luscious fabrics. (laughs) Yeah, The more
1: you can do, the better, you know, but at the end of the day, I I try to tell people don't kill yourself over trying to get a professional studio at home. A, if you have that dynamic microphone, then you get a lot more leeway. Um, And two, if you know how to put the settings on your microphone correctly, then you've got a lot more leeway. So there's really only two settings that people need to be aware of when you plug your microphone into your computer. I'm a Mac girl, so it's a lot easier for me to kind of walk people through this on a Mac, but there is a way to do it on a PC too. But when you plug your microphone in and you're on a Mac, you click on the system preferences and then you click on the sound uh, icon Mm -hmm. and then inside there you can click on input. So it's asking you, okay, what, what input, uh, what microphone do you want to use as your input? And then you'll see your microphones listed there. Click on your microphone And there you can adjust the input volume of your microphone. So a lot of times you plug in your microphone to your computer and automatically the kind of automatic default state is gonna be that that input volume is set pretty high, but and it's usually too high. And you can tell if it's too high because right there in that system setting, there's a visual of a a little bar, uh, that goes across, like maybe we can put a picture somewhere, but it's a little visual bar that when you make a sound, the little bar goes green and it tells you visually how high on the volume, you know, scale you're going. And so if you're just talking regularly, you want your, your voice to never really go above the 50% mark. And then if you get a little excited and you want to test that out a bit and get a little loud, you don't want that to go above about the 75% mark so usually it's too high and what happens if it's set too high and here we can uh, sh- uh i'll show people what this sounds like i'm going to put my input volume up real high for a second you can tell i'm very goodness, kind of mumbled yes. and blown out right so i'm going to push that back down sounds a whole lot better that it does um, yeah. And so that's, I'd say the number one mistake people make is they just don't even realize they can change that right. and, and then they don't know where to set it. And then the only other thing to really notice is a, a lot of microphones will have a setting on the mic itself, a little dial okay. that they don't normally label it. It's just this dial that you're like, well, <laughs> what is this? I don't know what this does. <laughs> and so usually that's what's called the gain G A I N. And without getting too technical gain is essentially how loud your mic is picking up sound it's kind of similar to input volume but it's just a little different and so with um gain what you want to do is you want to put it as low as you can Hmm. without totally canceling out your voice or making you sound like a mouse so you want to kind of experiment with putting the gain down as low as you can okay and then adjusting the input volume and just see how that sounds Yeah, uh, and, you know, do some test recordings and see how that sounds, but that's another mistake people made. So with my microphone, the gain buttons like down at the bottom and it's so sensitive, it moves so easily. So I Ooh. I've taped it so that it doesn't March. move because you know, when that moves around, it really changes the sound of your voice and you want yeah. to, you want to keep that consistent. And then you want to walk your, if you're doing an interview based show, you want to walk your guests through this as well. And, you know, help them tweak the microphone on their settings and also teach them to get close enough to their microphones. That was my next question. Yeah. Are we
0: supposed to be this close?
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. That sounds so good. Yeah. With, uh, with dynamic microphones, you want to, what I call make out with the microphone. You want to get like two inches from the <laughs> mic and it just makes you sound like so close and personal with condenser microphones. I have a condenser mic. You want about four inches away. So, okay. um, but it makes a big difference. You can tell if I come close to the mic, you're just like, Oh, oh my yeah, God, Samantha's that's talking right into my ear. She's oh. she's home. She's like right there. <laughs> it's mesmerizing.
0: It It does sound better. And yeah, all those little tricks that you don't necessarily think about, this has been so helpful. Um, now of course I'm recording on zoom, but some people like record on extra platforms. Yes, it does cost more money. And so like Zencaster is, is one that I can think about. Some people use Skype. Um, some people swear by, you know, certain platforms. Um, obviously on a shoestring budget, I would assume you don't need that, but do you find that one thing is better than the other?
1: Yeah, so at the end of the day, it is going to depend on your budget. True, if you're true. on a real tight shoestring budget, like when I started my podcast, I just used Skype because it was it was essentially yeah. free. All I had to do with Skype. You do have to buy a third party app Called eCam Recorder that you installed. It's a one-time purchase, though. It's not a monthly. That's thing, not which bad. It, doesn't it seem so rare to see anything now that's not? Oh, a I know. Just it's like, oh, I'm I can buy this app and pay you know forty dollars and have it forever. Wow, you don't. See I that know. Anymore. You feel like you've won the lottery. So, yeah, exactly. So you do need that, but once you buy that, then it's it's free the trick with, with Skype though, is that it's getting a little outdated. It just seems like not a lot of people really use it anymore. So people are like, what do you mean? I have to start, you know, I have to create a Skype account to, to interview you. Um, so, or to interview with you so that there is a limitation there. Um, zoom, like what we're recording on now is it, it works fine. The biggest difference to understand between, platforms like Zoom or Skype versus Zencaster or Riverside or any of those mm-hmm. um, you know, special places that you can pay a little extra and record through is um, the difference between local recording or through the internet recording, I like to call it. So with Zoom, the way we're recording right now, my voice is coming through my microphone. It's going into my computer and through the Zoom app over the internet. And you're recording what comes out the other side. You're right. You're recording what's coming through the internet. So if my internet starts to go weak or there there's can be a bit of a like technical glitch to it. The sound quality is not quite as high. than if I was recording or speaking into my microphone and the recording was getting recorded before it goes through the internet. And that's what gotcha. those other platforms do. They record locally. So I'll be doing like I record on Zencaster for a lot of my interviews. And if I'm talking to someone and all of a sudden the internet kind of goes weak and I'm like, oh, I can't hear them very well. I don't worry about it because I know that the recording is not going to pick up on that. It's going to be the kind of original sound that's coming through them. So that's the biggest difference. And it just depends on kind of the caliber of podcast that you're going for. I think it's important to remember that At the end of the day, your content is what matters most. So, you know, you don't have to have the best of the best of the best of everything. It's great to get as best as you can within your limitations or your budget and your time constraints and whatever. But at the end of the day, people just want to listen to your show because it's Mm -hmm. got good content. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to listen if your, if your audio quality is trash, you know, we know that, but you can, you can get good quality through zoom and and whatnot, um, using these, uh, these techniques. And one I taught you before we uh, yes, started recording. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So one little hack, if you are recording through zoom is there's a setting. If you click on zoom preferences under recording, there's a little box that you can check that says record a separate file for each participant. And what that does is it, instead of when you're done and you get the recording, instead of everything just combined together on one one file, then it separates my voice from your voice. And what that does, it allows you to go in in the editing room and edit those two separate files separately. So, you know, if I'm talking right now and and Lindsay, all of a sudden you start coughing, right. Then Mm -hmm. there would be no way to cut out your cough over my voice. If it was all one track, but if it was two different tracks, then you could cut that out. I could keep talking and no one knows, no one knows the difference. So it makes a big difference in the editing room. So your editor is going to love (laughs) you now. this made my job so much easier.
0: (laughs) Awesome. I know again, those little tricks that I honestly just haven't had time to even investigate. I knew there were ways to like, you know, make it uh, improved, but, and that's why I'm doing this podcast. There's still things I need to learn and improve on. And that's why I'm having lovely guests like you to help me. <laughs>
1: yeah. And I'm guessing that none of these things have stopped your guests from listening before. Right. No. So at the end of the day, how much does it really
0: matter? <laughs> I know, but it is nice to improve And I have hummed and hawed about using Zencaster. Um, again, sometimes Wi-Fi is not a girl's best friend. And so that to me is almost like a security feature. So I have yeah. totally been on the fence. So Maybe I'll play with these um, extra little tips that you've given me and then kind of see where I land.
1: Yeah, well, right now, I believe too, Zencaster is actually free if you don't record the video. So that's, oh. if you don't need the video element or right. if you want to record the video element separately or something, mm-hmm. match them together, which Interesting. seems like a lot of work, but if that's not ah. important to you, then it's free. And you do only get the MP3 version versus a wave file, right. which is a little bit higher quality. So, um, but at the end of the day, you know, if you, if you don't want to use Zoom, you could use Zencaster for the same yeah. price or,
0: or for free yeah. if you don't need to capture that video at the same well, time. Well, that's a good tip. <laughs> I like free and I like shoestring budgets. <laughs> yeah. So that is super helpful. Now, I know you teach podcasters and people that are wanting to get into podcasting, you know, all of these technical um, things to overcome, but also how to launch and promote and do all that good stuff with podcasting. And of course, the name is Cute as a Button, Pineapple Podcast Academy. And you even have like live coaching with it, which is huge because people have tons of questions. So can you share a little bit more about that? Because I'm sure I just did not do it justice.
1: Oh, well, thank you for allowing me the opportunity. It's really my my biggest passion right now. Mm-hmm. I love, love helping aspiring podcasters because my My life completely changed when I started my podcast. I started my podcast from scratch. You know, seven years ago, we were completely struggling. We were, you know, two times below the poverty line, living on food stamps, hitting up food banks. Like, we were really a struggling family. And I, you know, needed to find a solution and people kind of laugh when they're like, oh, so your solution was to start a podcast. Sure. That'll, that'll bring in the money. (laughs) That's kind of the stigma right now with podcasters is, oh, there's no money in podcasting, but I'm kind of here to prove people wrong. You know, I started my podcast. It didn't happen overnight. It was a marathon, not a sprint, but you know, a year in I started getting sponsors and now you know, seven years later, I've, I've run, a, I run a six figure business now because of my podcast. So yeah, yeah. it's been just the biggest blessing for yeah. me. And I was able to do that, even though I had no experience, no college degree. I, you know, picked a completely weird niche my podcast is all about essential oils like you know that there's only a small amount of people in the world that really care about a podcast all about oils. but there's oils. golden but niches N- but there's golden down is niches key. right that's the point and that's one part of pineapple podcast academy that i really narrow in on is that first week i don't even teach you technical stuff for mm-hmm. a whole week because i really force you to narrow in on what exactly is your podcast going to be about? And I do encourage people. It's not mandatory, yeah. but I do encourage people who are starting from the beginning to really think about niching down, go a little smaller, go a little weirder, let your freak flag fly a little yeah. bit, because that's really the way to get your foot in the door. Yeah. Um, and it's a beautiful thing about podcasting is to be able to start something that's so unique, that's so almost weird or niche that it does attract people into your life. And you get to be this influencer in this, in this little weird industry, right. And, um, and build something beautiful out of it. So that's what we do is we really, literally, I hold people's hands from, you know, pre-concept all the way through to launch, growing systemizing, you know, I only work on my podcast about four hours a week now and it's just Sweet. completely streamlined. And so yeah. I share my whole, my whole map for that, my whole system. For you. And, um, but the live coaching that, that you mentioned too, is absolutely my favorite part too, because that's where people really get to come on and, yeah. and be like, Hey, I've got this idea or, Hey, you know, here's my cover art first draft and and get feedback, um, not mm-hmm. just from me, but from their peers. And I find that really really
0: invaluable for people. Yeah. And fun for you to actually connect with your students and see their progress and see their excitement and their passion. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. And how can people find it?
1: Um, just pineapplepodcasting.com That's okay. where you can go and learn more about the the course.
0: Awesome. Thank you for all your great tips today. I will uh I've mentally taken a lot of notes. <laughs> And, um, of course we'll, you know, share it with our audience and, um, yeah, and hopefully get more people to start podcasting.
1: Yeah. The world needs more great podcasts. They for do. Sure. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Thank awesome. you so much. Lindsay. Thanks I really Samantha. Appreciate you
0: having and me. that is a wrap for this episode of the Leverage Your Podcast Show. What is your next step? Head to leverageyourpodcastshow.com to listen to more episodes to get more insider secrets. And if you are now itching to take advantage of the power of podcasting and launch your own podcast, be sure to grab my free launch guide at launchyourpodcastguide.com. We'll see you soon.